I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum! Astral Radio Z is a horror, cult, exploitation film podcast by filmmakers, critics, musicians, journalists, and fans for the film obsessed. Here is your host, Derek Terry. Set aside your tissue and your lotion, because we are back, folks. You have made it so by making the first two parts of this series the most downloaded and listened to episodes of all of my podcast, Astro Radio Z. Yes, what am I talking about? The horror porn parody episode starts now.
every year around my birthday, shockingly, <laughs> I don't know why it's it's around my birthday. You two years ago. Now we we started this tradition where I I either call upon my guests or myself. I go and search the internet for um, porno movies that are based off of horror movies or parodies of horror films, and I take them, download them. And then edit all of the sex scenes out of them. And then we sit around and watch them for the stories. <laughs> the most ludicrous idea I've ever come up with. Probably my masterpiece of all time is doing this. It's what will live on in infamy of Astro Radio Z. The only thing people will remember this show for are witchcraft films <laughs> and porn parodies without sex scenes in them. But oh well, what are you going to do? Got to please them fans. Gotta get all them listens, cause I'm the best horror porn parody podcast there is, the best. And who do I have with me? We have a, a small crew tonight, but it's the core crew of the porn parody dudes. We got Glenn Bettner, Scott Davis, and Mark the Movie Man. Of course, these boys would not miss this episode for their life. Glenn, is this true? Sadly, yeah. <laughs> Well, at least this year, it wasn't as torturous as last year when I picked a bunch of really downer bullshit for us to sit and watch. Um, this year, and I warned uh, everybody last year, and I told Scott I was on him for an entire year. He was going to pick out the crop for this year, and boy, he brought his A-game. Damn, we got some stuff to talk about tonight. Scott, how you feeling? Oh, I love it. It's that special day. It's that magic moment. It's that time of year we all love. That magic moment. <laughs> and all I can say is, happy birthday, Mr. <laughs> Carey. <laughs> I'm thoroughly, I, I think my wiener has gone inside of my body. I don't know if I'll ever achieve an erection ever again, but so be it. Uh, I do this for, for the listeners and not for myself. Um, yeah, it, as I've, I say every year, well, this is the third year, so once before. Uh, it shocks me. Well, no, it doesn't shock me at all that literally the, the one episode everyone wants to hear is the one that has porn in the title. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it sells. It sells. Well, the, tonight, the films that Scott brought to the table and picked were Scream Triple X, Dead Triple X, The Texas Dildo Masquerade, Driller, and of course, I forced him to do this. We're doing the final Edward Penis Hands movie, Edward Penis Hands 3. That is what we're talking about tonight. Mark, how do you feel about us finally ending the epic trilogy of Edward Penis Hands? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going, I shed a tear. Uh, I don't know if it was out of pain. Or out of the fact there will be no more Edward Penis Hand films. Or out of your wiener. You shed a tear out of your wiener. Out of somewhere. I'm not sure where, but the doctor is giving medication for that. So we're all right there. Uh, yeah, Edward. Oh, my God. Um, the end of an era 
apparently. I had <laughs> an era had, that lasted all of maybe two or three years. I think maybe. they made these movies. And I, had uh, I think total, they all came out the same year, actually. I had, <laughs> <laughs> not kidding. Of course they did. I think they of were all like ninety one. Of course they did. And this one, um, yeah, I have a total of two notes on that entire film. Well, so. save it, Mark. Save it. We're, we are saving Edward Penis Hands 3 for last, as we always do. But um, I'm drinking not your mom's strawberry rhubarb. So let's do this. Hey, what about my mom's strawberry rhubarb? Come on. It's not your mom's <laughs> strawberry <laughs> rhubarb. It's Mark the Movie Man's mom's. So... So, Scott, before we get into this, seeing how you picked these out, what was the decision process on why you decided to go with these films in particular? Well, I wanted to get a pretty good mix going. Reasons for each one were different, but I wanted to have it from a wide era. That's why we got one from the 80s, one from the early 90s, one from the mid 90s, and two from the 2000s. I knew that one of them, for instance, uh, Texas Dildo Masquerade, I knew we wanted to do because... The one that just about killed us last year was Texas Vibrator Massacre. It was another Texas Chainsaw parody, which is considerably darker and not as fun, or at least not as try, not as intentionally, you know, not as tongue in cheek, you know. And uh, then I wanted to get something of like at least one thing that was a TV show. So I got Walking Dead. And plus that also filled our Joanna Angel yeah. contingent because we've had her every single time. She's always doing mixing the horror and the porn because it's the punk rock and she rocks and she's awesome. Uh, Driller I wanted to do because it was nuts. It's, it's a so crazy. And uh, uh, Penis Hands, of course, speaks for itself. We had to do it. You know, you have to complete the trilogy. And for Scream, uh, honestly, it was like kind of like just like that was a kind of like a potpourri, just kind of like trying to fit it in, something else in. No pun intended. <laughs> really, it was also it was the idea that it was also addressing porn parodies themselves. Yeah, you know th- that was the first one that I watched, so it was yeah, kind we- of uh, an indication of. of what are you doing, Derek? Why are you watching me? Why are you doing this? It, it was a meta take on my life at that moment. First, first, first movie I had you questioning all your decisions. All of my decisions on this podcast. Then he starting having flashbacks to high school and the counselor who was yeah. telling him, Derek, if you apply yourself, you can amount to anything. And, <laughs> and here I am, four days away from hitting the big four Oh doing a podcast on horror porn parodies with all the sex cut out of them. Yeah. <laughs> I have made it mom and dad. I have gone to the top of the hill. And I have made it. Simply the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's stop all this horse ass and, and let's get to the meat. Oh, I got your meat of this uh, of this podcast. Um, I'm going to give a quick disclaimer. If you haven't noticed already, this podcast is not going to be for kids. This podcast is not going to be for people that get easily offended by sexual humor or talking about sexual body parts or functions or any of that nature, any any of that kind of thing. So if that stuff bothers you, 
well, you're already offended and you probably turned this off, but don't listen to the rest of this episode. Go listen to our last episode on Boarding House or something else. But, uh, you announce you announce this one's not for kids. Like this is something unusual for the show. Hey, well, I don't know. I just see numbers. I don't know if they're kids. I don't know if they're adults. They could be sheep for all I know. Listen to this podcast. I have no fucking idea. Half the people in my old goddamn podcast group don't even talk about the goddamn podcast. I don't know. It could be a robot out there listening to Astro Radio Zeno. I know you guys. You all listen. Hello, to this. kids. Let's gather around the old time of radio and listen to Astro Radio Z. Family, <laughs> <laughs> get grandma. They talk about them nudie flicks, just like your grandma was in back in the day. Whew. That Astro Radio Z, it's the best anal podcast there is. The best. It's the best. <laughs> let's move on and let's go and start talking about these porn parodies. First, we're going to start with Scream Triple X. trying to reach what number is this what number were you trying to reach i don't know i think you have the wrong number i'm sorry i have the microwave going you're gonna have to call back making popcorn. I've got psychic powers. I know all kinds of things. Yeah? Like what? I know you like dirty movies. <laughs> I do, huh? I think you just heard the popcorn popping. Do you mean you don't like dirty movies? I didn't say that. <laughs> I just don't think you're psychic. You're right. I'm sorry, Casey. I meant psychotic. How did you know my name? Turn around. <laughs> now, as we do every single year, each one of us is going to try and describe what the plot of these movies are. I've obviously said I've taken all the sex out of them, so we're just watching the stories of these films. And I'm going to start this off with Mr. Scott Davis. Scott Davis, why don't you tell us what is the plot of Scream Triple X. That's the vote there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no way in fuck was I going to try and describe this movie, but good luck. Well, well, here's what they do that's interesting with this one, is that instead of retreading, uh, you know, you, we all know about the Scream movies. First Scream movie was like a slasher film where the killer got inspired by other slasher films, and then they... Did, went meta with the second one and why having it take place on the set of another slasher film. And this one, instead of kind of takes 
the basic premise of that, but instead of just retreading Scream, they took this meta concept to heart. So instead of just being a straight up parody of Scream, it's they're making a it's about these people making a porn parody of Scream, and there's are actually murders on the set from somebody on the set uh, who is stalking and killing members of the cast and crew in a sense um spoiler alert because uh because someone has taken their obsession of porn parodies too far (laughs) and so that's basically it it's it's good that you found that inside of that movie um because there is not a story that makes a lick of fucking sense <laughs> at well, the all comes in Scream out of left field, so Well, the ending comes out of left field. Let's just say halfway through this movie, it decided to just say, fuck it, we're not trying anymore, and here's a bunch of random shit. <laughs> I didn't see any story in this whatsoever. Mark, did you? Not really. I saw a lot of skits about them making fun of the industry or themselves uh which you know they took that opportunity for uh not really a whole lot of story here no i mean they they touch here and there but it doesn't last too long uh (laughs) it's a lot shorter than probably the sex scenes are in this film considering you know so long mark yeah this movie was so long (laughs) you know uh which which happens with a lot of more of the modern uh, the newer and this is older but still even for them when it came out the the newer stuff back then i liked some of the jokes i but the, yeah as far as story no but the, it does have some good moments in there like uh them continuously talking about how they couldn't have any blood involved in their film uh for the deaths you know the running gag which I thought, I'm like, you know what? I hadn't thought about it, but they're doing a horror porn film. They they can't, okay, I guess, standards or whatnot. Um, but yeah, there's no story here. I agree. That ending is just so out of left. It's like if you were watching a Scooby-Doo episode and they were following this one guy the whole time and suddenly at the last 30 seconds of the show, this guy walks on screen who you have no clue who he is and pulls the mask off and goes, it was me all along. And you're like, who, who the, f- who's this? And what, how, what? Ah, yeah. Yeah. You know, just cut out the story and sell people the sex scenes. There you go. That's all this movie uh, is. It yeah. really, there's, there's very little parody to be found here. The opening sequence is probably the closest you'll get to scream in yeah. this entire movie. Cause it's basically the same kind of setup. And I thought it was kind of cute because it's the, you know, the girls getting the phone call and the guys make Oh, what is your favorite porn parody? And she's going, <laughs> and she's trying to cook like something to eat and whatnot. And she doesn't give a real fuck about what this guy's saying. And I thought that was a pretty fun little sequence. But after that point, this movie is just like, because we've cut all the sex out of it, which is the meat of this entire film. It's the only reason why this film even exists. There's nothing else. They barely put together anything else going on in this. Uh, Glenn, what did you think of Scream Triple X? So wait, they're, they're, they're twins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking kind of like a lot, like Mark said, the, the fucking Scooby-Doo thing. And it's like all of a sudden it's like, yeah, who was it? 
uh, who the hell is it? Oh, yeah. That's the guy we saw for half a second at a gas station who just like said, I like cheese. And then also like, that's the killer. We're going to make that person the killer. It's like, <laughs> they have motivation? Uh, yes, they thought they'd get cheese out of it. I don't know. You know, I watch these and I'm like, would, would sex really make these better? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I think know. this is the first indication, or at least the first film we've watched in any of these episodes that literally fell apart the moment we took the sex out of it. Up to this point, most of the movies that we've watched for this series of episodes have actually tried to have a story to them. It's yeah. Green Triple X, literally about halfway through this, just like there's nothing there. <laughs> they didn't even try after a while. It's like we were at the beginning, you know, you, they, they got to get that hook in. We're making a scream, you know, porno parody. So we got to recreate that infamous scene with Drew Barrymore. And then after that point, it's like, okay, well, how do we just get to the next sex scene? And then after, after two sex scenes, it's just like, well, we just need to end this thing. I'm going <laughs> to tell you, this, totally is, give up. this is probably the only, I think it's, and it's funny because I actually don't watch nearly as many of these as I have a reputation for, for reals. But, um, <laughs> no, really, I, mean, I know says, a lot about it. Says it says the guy that runs a porn parody uh, Facebook I, group. I have, the, I have the group. I know a lot about them, but I, I, it's not like I, like, watch, like, one of these a day or anything like that. You know? <laughs> every I, other day. But, every other day, Scott. But, uh, but I think this is the only one of the five tonight that I have seen, that I've never seen uncut i never saw the full version i don't know maybe if the sex was any good or not i mean the, the, the some of the actresses are certainly very attractive sarah siobhan's there zoe voss is in there zoe voss is the only person in this movie by the way who doesn't play herself she plays the gail weathers uh character the courtney cox character from the movies it's uh, i don't know i thought it was kind of funny i thought it was funny how they commented on the lack of blood even though we've seen lots of porn periods that have lots of blood in them oh yeah but what always happens with them? Well, that always really kind of also kills it for you. It makes it really uncomfortable a lot of times. I, I think there was some really funny bits. I I love the bit where Ron Jeremy in a non-sex role here is answers the phone. Is this Sydney? Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> I laughed really hard at that. <laughs> and you know, I thought it was you know because he was playing a character who was a, a Jewish character named. Sydney, and um, <laughs> it was. I thought there were re some really funny bits. Is it the best one of the bunch? No, I. I think that probably because um, that's why I, you know, when I comment that I, it's the only one I've seen without the sex is because it's it. It seems like those scenes, the setup for those scenes, there was not a lot of imagination to it. It's like okay, and now these two people on the set are hooking up. Yeah, and that's it. Then that's all it really was. There was only one scene, like the one where the Sarah Siobhan, who's supposed to be playing the Dev Campbell character, and Rocco Reed, who's supposed to be playing the Skeet Ulrich character, hook up because they hooked up in the actual Scream movie. That's the only one I can think of that has an actual, really like a a, a, a scene that was not just didn't feel tacked on. So I don't know how well those well those were shot. This. This one apparently is getting. I, I I checked with the review sites. It gets good reviews. Well, because the so, women are pretty hot in it. The women are hot, so I don't know what how the second was. I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, it's not the best of the night. It's not the worst. I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. 
I think a, maybe as a like the full porno, it's probably not as bad. But we, for what we're going for here, there is nothing to this thing. I mean, it was it was mildly amusing. There's a couple of really funny jokes, but other than that, well, yeah, there wasn't much there. And I kind of liked that instead of like just doing a straight retread, they did the they really did they did the only the, a porn parody version of what they did with Scream. Hey, you could call it Moan. <laughs> I really wish they would have because I we've discussed this in the past that you know because of legal issues and you know everybody is so sue crazy over everything now that now all of the fun out of making really funny punny kind of like horror parody titles is gone and everybody just makes this is scream triple x this is the walking dead triple x this is halloween triple x and it just like to me if i was to take something called scream triple x or moan i would have gone with moan Mm-hmm. Right. At so least some sort of like creativity there. Like if you you paired the cover that they have for this, which is a recreation of the Scream cover, and you put Moan on top of it, I 100% would have known what they were going for. Yeah, and it would have been great, and it would have been really uh, interesting. It would have grabbed you more, also. Like if you were like scanning boxes or scanning whatever's on like whatever streaming site or whatever. I mean, that would have grabbed you more. They did the other thing. I think it was in retaliation because for years people were skittish about doing parodies. There was a few. There wasn't a lot. There certainly wasn't as many as there were in the 80s and 90s and such, even though those movies rarely had were straight parodies. Because there was a, a court case, you know, they had to actually have a court case. And when I think the first person to come out when, and start doing this was Larry Flint. Well, Larry Flint won the famous court case that said that parody is protected under the First Amendment. It's protected. Uh, it's protected speech is, is a parody. And that's why everything has to say this is a parody in front of it in the t- and and that's why they're doing it in the title is to avoid getting uh, sued once again because uh, there was a whole company that was like a very tiny company and they didn't make any more movies because they got in trouble for making a movie called Splatman after Batman came out. And um, <laughs> you can't get that movie anymore. You can't get it. You can only get bootlegs uh, from people who were lucky to get it before it was pulled from the market. And part of that comes from like using some trademarked material and stuff. But a lot of it made people skittish. So, I mean, you had a few in the like the middle '90s, but a lot of people were really, really hesitant for a while. To do it, you know. So aside from like the Babe Watch movies, you didn't really have much. That's a damn fucking shame because it really it is. It's like that's about ninety percent of the appeal of these movies to me are the it really is. shitty titles, like Edward Penis Hands. If it wasn't called that, we wouldn't be watching these. Exactly. Well, look at that. I mean, that group that I have on Facebook that has like almost no members to it anymore uh, because every single person who wanted to sign up for it wanted to see an explicit adult site, which it isn't. Or they were like some crazy militia member who was like, you know, had a bunch of racist stuff on their page. So I told them to fuck off. (laughs) But, But like, so it only has like a few members left on it. But the point of it isn't like to show explicit material it doesn't even show anything explicit it's just like oh my god now they made this one look at that and you know it's just 
the humor of the very existence of it. Uh, you know, the very existence that in the that one of the uh, few ones that did pop up in the '90s was Twin Cheeks. I mean, that's funny. <laughs> I'd watch it. Yes, I'd totally watch it. Oh well, let's go ahead. There, I don't think there's really much more to talk about, and of course. We rate each of these movies on a boner scale, fully hard or completely flaccid. Mark the movie man, what is your rating for Scream Triple X? It crawled up inside my body and died. Scott Davis. Is it just the two? Yeah, that's all we got, dude. It has to be either or. It can't be like halfway. No, half fuck math, that halfway half shit. Make a goddamn half, decision. Half staff. <laughs> Nobody goes half staff. Nobody half goes staff? in full in the half staff. It's either full <laughs> or no. Well, I mean, like, <sighs> shit or get off the pot, Scott Davis. <laughs> uh, I, I will probably say no then, but I mean, I still like the movie. I mean, I don't think it's a bad movie. I really don't. Yeah. I would say actually, probably it's it. If I could go half staff, I would, but you're being a real bitch about it. So. Here we go. This is a real Mark the Movie Man. I got 15 picks for a two-pick show. This is a real <laughs> fucking let's, let's pussyfoot around this thing. Not make a decision. Oh, my gosh. Glenn Bittner, full hard or soft? This is so soft, it's it's retreated back inside. <laughs> See, see, Scott Davis, how easy that was. <laughs> you got two. You got two choices. It's the easiest decision of the whole world. Well, I mean, I, I would say probably say because it didn't have a lot of imagination to actually its setup, but I thought the jokes were pretty clever. We're not talking about Lawrence of Arabia here. No, we're not talking. We're not, we're not even talking. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that joke because it was done in a horrible movie <laughs> but, the, uh, <laughs> but yeah well, it's, uh, you know it's I, I, I gave my review never mind <laughs> they, i think they did do a porn parody of lawrence of arabia just i'm sure they did and, yeah. uh, and none of this shocks me in any way shape or form so we're gonna move on to the next porn parody of the night which is the walking dead triple x Thought you were lost, boy. I believe you were dead, Dad. Dad, can you help me find my friend Sophia? Of course I can. Anything you want. She wants me to put dildos in her ass. Oh. Well, that's a special girl, Carl. That's the kind of special girl you don't put on a short bus. You let her sit on your lap while you drive. The world is changing, Carl. And anal isn't gonna be around much longer unless you're into fucking men. I'm not into men. That's good, Carl. Is your mom looking for Sophia? No, she's in the bedroom with Shane. Your mom's here. Oh my God! Shane, why is your face in my wife's ass? We were just thinking about how we're gonna find out a little girl named Sophia, ain't that right? Yeah. Uh, in my wife's ass? 
You're gonna find a teenager in my wife's ass? I don't think so. Not exactly I, that, we were just... Um, I, I thought you were dead. Yeah, well, I'm not. You'd be surprised what fits in your wife's ass. <laughs> now, Mark the Movie Man, oh, what sure. is oh. the plot of The Walking Dead Triple X? You hate me. Okay. I, I do not it. hate you. Yeah. I do not hate you, Mark the Movie okay. Man. I talk all a right. lot of shit about you, all but right. I do not hate all you, right. Mark the Movie Man. Right. Okay. All right. Um, pretty much following the storyline of the show where we have, you know, our sheriff waking up uh, after the zombie outbreak has occurred and him trying to uh, piece his family, you know, find his family because uh, that's important to him. And you have his best friend. And uh, his wife, it, it pretty much follows this, the first season or two uh, pretty well. It's, I mean, it's like a really abridged version. And in between there, uh, the, the only kind of creepy thing is that Carl is, is like 20-something. And the girlfriend that he has will make everyone wonder, did they check the ID of that girl? <laughs> Because this is really uncomfortable right now, and that just isn't, yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically the, the it's Walking Dead. You got your sheriff, he finds his family. Uh, you know, you get your conflict between him and his partner who's been banging his wife. You got Michonne showing up who, uh, you know, ends up having a lesbian scene because, well, that they didn't have that in the show. If they had that in the show, I'd probably still be watching it. But you missed that case, episode. I missed that missed episode. It. I really did. You know, you got zombies. You got yeah. It, it's pretty much The Walking Dead. It's uh, again on, on one of those parodies that that tries to actually be a legit replication of sorts of the film it's parodying. And I thought they did a fairly good job of it. In all honesty. Burning Angel Productions put this thing together. It's an actual parody. Yes, as Market said, this uh, follows The Walking Dead season one pretty much straight through. But the porno angle to this is that there are two ways you can kill these zombies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can either shoot them in the head as it's normal or you make them eat your cum. <laughs> Female or male. So I imagine some, it's harder for the women, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's this amazing sequence in which it's the 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 scene where uh, Rick finds out that Shane's been banging his wife, and <laughs> oh god, yeah, they, they have they have a threesome uh, to to you know kind of you know get it all out of their system, and all of a sudden uh, Rick's wife, I I forget what's her name in the series. Maggie, I don't think it's Maggie, is it? Lori, Lori, I don't know. I don't watch the show. I know Rick's wife. Rick's wife, Lori. She takes Rick's gun and decides to shoot Shane, and he dies and comes back to life. (laughs) And Rick's like, all of a sudden, once he starts coming back to life, she's like, "Whoa, what are we gonna do?" I guess you. And he pulls his pants down and starts fucking jerking off, trying to get hard. He's like, "It's the only way, hun. It's the only (laughs) way we can kill him. I gotta do it." And that part, because the the movie itself, the parody aspect is they take it so far is that they make the entire thing so deadpan, just the way the show is, that the majority of the joke is the fact that they are just so serious about 
everything that they say that when an actual joke happens, it really is funny um, because the whole time you're like, oh, this is kind of fucking boring. <laughs> this, is, this like it is so deadpan that, you know, yeah, sure. Fans of the show might find it a little funny. But if you're not really that much of a fan, you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is really cringy to sit, sit and watch. But that sequence where uh, Tommy Pistol starts just beating it in order to shove his dick in Shane's mouth, which never happens, by the way, um, that really fucking killed me. There's a really a couple really good jokes in this one. Uh, Glenn, what did you think of Walking Dead Triple X? Yeah, they uh, they do a good job of, of mimicking uh the actual series, I think. And as you said, the, the deadpan, um, where everything's just so fucking serious, um, to the point where it's, it's, I mean, that's my biggest reason in the real show is it's like, you just create fucking drama for the sake of having it. And they, they capture that really well in this. So, I mean, as far as a parody goes, I think they do a brilliant job. The, uh, yeah, the whole, uh, gotta have me eat your cum. I'm like, uh, I don't want to know what the fuck they were smoking to come up with that one. Uh, it's just another version of shooting. <laughs> sure. Shoot loads. Okay. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. I think we've broken Glenn, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I will say this was probably one of the, no, not probably, this was one of the better choices that we had to go from. Yes. As, as far as as far as how it holds up with all of the sex removed. Yes. Well, it it pretty much like we said before, it pretty much tells that story of season one. And uh, when I took the sex out of it, you're really not missing much. It felt like the the cuts worked really well. It's like, oh, I'm not all of a sudden seeing some janky ass cut. <laughs> Obviously, the sex isn't here. What the fuck? <laughs> so it worked. It worked really well. And the Carl character. As <laughs> Mark had made reference to in this uh, movie is clearly pushing the late side of his 20s <laughs> and is, is trying to talk his dad, Rick, into helping him find his long lost friend slash love who tells him that if he finds her, she'll let him put dildos in her ass. <laughs> to which to which Rick is like well that's a special woman <laughs> that's a special woman <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scott how did you think that the comedy played out in this one I thought it was really good I mean I love Joanna Angel and how, how did they come up with what were they smoking when they came up with this let me tell you I knew I was going to pick this this one because when I watched uh, a few months ago, I watched a podcast. It was actually a video podcast where they had them in the studio and you sh- could like see them in front of the microphone and such. And Joanna Angel was on the on this show and for two hours and she's talking about, yeah, we're, we've just shot the Walking Dead thing. And t- t- she says, oh, tell us the premise. And she can't keep a straight face as she's telling the premise. She's just dying laughing. So to kill him. <laughs> she's just losing it. Uh, I think the the comedy is really good. We've seen them do it to. um with varying degrees of success. I think the first episode of this we did, we did Repenetrator, which yeah. has one really good joke, but was mostly just really gross and unsettling. Yes. 
And the second one, we did two of them. We did Triple Exorcist and Evil Head, and both those were really good. At least in my book, they are. Yeah, even I though, thought both of those were really good. Yeah, and I think so. It's the same here. And you got uh, Tommy Pistol and Joanna Angel directing the, and starring together. Uh, Joanna Angel is very sexy. She's very funny. She has a great sense of humor. She's always like, you know, she's totally woke when it comes to like issues of the day and everything. So I'm a big fan of her. Uh, you do miss one thing when in the in the cuts for the sex is that there's this odd scene okay and this is the one uncomfortable part is i am unfamiliar with the walking dead show i don't watch it i've watched like the first i watched like the first two episodes and i said yeah this is not for me and uh, so a lot of these characters i didn't know who they were except for that okay i know that rick's the sheriff i know that you know this and that because i read the first volume of the comic I'm like, okay, the Sophia character, how 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 young is she supposed to be? And then I had looked it up afterwards. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was really uncomfortable with that. I'm like, woo. And I did an age check while um uh I think Mark was talking, uh Mark or Glenn, one of you were talking because and she was twenty one when she did this film. Uh, but of course, on the show, her character was twelve, and Carl was also much younger. But they aged them up for the movie because, good God, you have to. Um, the uh, but I think the movie was really funny. I think it had, I think it actually had some decent makeup effects. So it was actually decent for horror, but it was mostly just a goofy. It was more along the lines of like Evil Head, where it was just goofy comedy. Everybody looked like they were having so much fun. You could actually see characters start to break if you looked really closely. You could see them oh, start yeah. to snicker and stuff. And one of the, as I was saying, one of the only shots that, that you do miss uh, by cutting out the sex is that there's the weird part that Sophia basically just because this follows the show. So Sophia on the show, I guess, turned into a zombie. And Carl has to fuck her and Peter has come to kill her. And it's like, oh my God, okay. And the thing is that everybody's watching. <laughs> In, like the mom, the dad, they're all watching. Like, go on, go on. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that you can watch Tommy Pistol and Joanna Angel like just start doing like yeah like they're getting really turned on by it I'm like guys it's your son <laughs> it's it's all this really inappropriate and off kilter offbeat humor uh, but it's really good I think the movie is sexy I think it's funny I think it works as horror I think it it's might be the best movie of the night i'm not going to agree with that whatsoever but i will agree that the best portions other than the couple jokes i had already talked about were when you're watching the zombie scenes and they're supposed to be dead and people start getting up and then notice that the scene is still taking and they lay back down there's there's a lot of that and a lot of the same zombies getting killed over and over and over in this uh mark what was if you could pick anything what was probably your favorite aspect of walking dead it seemed like they were having fun you know the concept a little spin on how to take out the uh the zombies i liked uh the one character the one blonde who uh at the beginning of the movie i forgot her name um but in the beginning of the movie she comes into the hideout and she's talking about how uh 
you could dispatch the zombies and uh, how she's been keeping uh, zombie dicks as dildo. <laughs> that would be Andrea. Yeah. That'd yeah. be but the way she came in and the way she's just delivering it, she's delivering it with no nonsense straight up. And it had to be tough because what she's saying is just just freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Every line that comes out of her mouth about I hate zombie dick. Yeah. <laughs> over and over again. Cleo oh. Valentine did that. Uh yeah. and she's she's really good in a lot of these parodies. I think that she's I could be wrong, I'd have to look it up, but I think that she's also the person who plays Harley Quinn in a couple of Batman parodies. I mean, in addition to like the reason why everybody is kind of hired for these movies to begin with, she also has some decent comedic timing. So that really helps. Yeah. If it wasn't for the people they have in this, the leads, uh, they all just dive into this. Now, unlike what I thought about Scream Triple X, where I thought a lot of it just fell flat because it didn't really, to me, it didn't feel like they they were really even trying at all. This one, these people are all in it, all of them. And the fact that, that they left in so many snafus on these takes to me just shows like, you know what? We know what the fuck we're making. This is this is hilarious. There's, there's a part of my brain that is trying to figure out. Uh, so, I mean, it's a porn parody. And there are some people out there who are like, you know, I like how women look, but, you know, they look better if their flesh was rotten off of them. Yeah, That'd be sexier. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what I think about the vast majority of these. Is just like, yeah, you do realize that the the like the essence of these movies, these are beat off movies, right? And none of these women are hot in any of these, or at least in this one, because they're all fucking zombies. Like the epic battle at the stronghold, which is you know the end, the climax of the first season of Walking Dead. Uh, in this. They have to fuck a couple uh, zombies, these big titted zombies, and it's just disgusting. It's just like, just like oh, Repenetrator was. It's just I gross. Think, I think I need to get Dan Savage on here to like say, like, okay, no, no, no shaming now. <laughs> Everybody I has can zombie game. sex shame. I'll <laughs> zombie sex shame all fucking day. It's gross. <laughs> it's fucking gross. Um, but anyways, uh, let's go ahead and let's go down the line. Uh, Mark the movie man, flaccid or hard? Hard. <laughs> I think I think Mark the movie man just prematurely rated. <laughs> <laughs> so so Glenn, uh, flaccid or hard? I, I guess hard. <laughs> now Scott, I'm leaving you to last because this is the biggest decision of your entire life. Last well, or hard? Fully hard. Commit. <laughs> Good for you, boy. Good for you. We're all going hard on this one. We're all hard here on Astro for Walking Dead Triple X. Not as not a sentence I ever thought I would exclaim on my fucking podcast or in real life to anyone. But I'm putting it out there on the internet, and you know what it means? It'll live forever, forever. <laughs> So let's go ahead and let's move on to the next porn parody we're going to be talking about tonight, folks. And that is the Texas Dildo Masquerade. The video that you are about to view is an account of the sexual awakening that befell a group of youths, in particular, Callie Wilson and her invalid brother, Frank. It is all the more shocking in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives, 
they could not have expected to see, nor would they have asked to see, as much of the perverted and demented anal sex they were to see that day. For them, a blissful summer drive became a descent into a sexual purgatory. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most decadent perversions in the annals of sexual history, the Texas Dildo Masquerade. So, Mr. Glenn Bittner, <laughs> would you please tell us what is the plot of the Texas Dildo Masquerade? The, the what? The, the Texas plot, Dildo the Masquerade. Plot? Of the Texas Dildo Masquerade. <sighs> well, there's a dildo factory. <laughs> and Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. The best, dildo, the best anal man in all of Texas. The best the anal best. man in all of Texas. Now, uh, I... <laughs> I just plot. I mean, they, they, I think they do a semi-decent job of parodying uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, but man, you know, I'm not. <sighs> yeah, uh, Scott, what's with all the fucking dildo stuff with the with with these pics of yours? A lot, of, a lot of fucking dildos, dude. A lot of fucking dildos. Holy shit. Okay, now that is one that is one aspect that I'm going to say that is purely coincidental. Even I started noticing as I was watching this, I'm like, damn, there's a lot of plastic in these movies right there. <laughs> also, the vast majority of these movies cut really long. As well, The Walking Dead was a good forty-three minutes. The Texas Dildo Masquerade was forty-seven minutes. Uh, yeah. I believe Driller was uh, like thirty-five minutes. Scream was like maybe twenty, and Edward Penis Hands was sixteen. So yeah. these were longer than the, the vast majority of the stuff we've watched. But yeah, there was a lot of plastic in this movie. I was talking to my friend last night. He's like, wait, you got to watch what? Oh, you're watching these things? I was, well, which one you're watching? Texas Dildo Masquerade. Oh, I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, so, I think so the majority of people have seen this one. Like, yeah. I remember uh, my brother and I rented this on a lark from Video Oasis one Video time. Oasis. Yep. And it, it, we laughed our asses off watching this thing because I think this is a, a, it's not the funniest movie of the night, but it's pretty damn close. There's so like all of the characters replicate someone from the original. They're shot for shot recreations of things from the Texas uh I almost said Tildo massacre, but the Texas uh chainsaw massacre. There's almost direct recreations of everything you actually have a franklin uh with in ron jeremy that's mildly funny <laughs> there's the scene where where the guy the hitchhiker um rubs his dick and comes on the <laughs> on the van instead of rubs his uh, bloody hand on it um, yeah and then, and then ron jeremy makes a comment going oh i've been storing that up for a while oh wow <laughs> like, like, he, covered the whole bumper. He, he tried putting that dildo in my mouth that's crazy i can't believe he tried putting it in my mouth 
like over and over again. Um, but uh, this movie compared to last year when we did the Vibrator Massacre, which we all thought was a misogynist piece of shit, th- this movie was much more lighthearted. There was only one scene that kind of made me cringe a little bit, and uh, it was the meat hook scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. In which we again have another Leatherface uh, parody called nope. Pussyface yeah. in this one. And she, of course, has a pneumatic <laughs> fucking dildo chainsaw, which she shoves up someone on a meat hook. And they don't, there's not blood all over the place, but it's still the same kind of idea. The meat hook, though, has a dildo on it. So it was, imp- it was implied that she was, uh, that she was, there was a dildo <laughs> on it and that she was placed on it and, you know, getting off on it rather than being stabbed with the meat hook. Yeah. Uh, so I've been told it's it's still it's one of those scenes where it it at least seems to start out as non-consensual. Yeah, yeah. And so it's uncomfortable. It ends up as consensual, but I mean, okay, try to do that in a court of law. They'll lock you up and you'll deserve it, you know? <laughs> because if any of it's non-consensual, it's just non-consensual. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, it was uh that was the one scene I'm like I remembered that I was like, yeah, that's going to that's going to sting hard, but it's even the tone of that isn't quite as bad. Nothing as vibrator. Minister. Yeah, nothing is as bad as anything in that movie. That was gross. The high watermark is the family in this yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> the hitchhiker is played perfectly. Uh, the dad is Jonathan, one of the best characters I've seen in one of these things <laughs> yet. Literally, we get a whole recreation, sometimes very close to the original uh, dinner sequence from Mm -hmm. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, in which they trot out Grandpa, who Grandpa and Grandma, who are upstairs, just sucked on a bunch of titties and whatnot (laughs) from our our lead uh, heroine, come down to the dinner table. And they're trying to figure out what to do with uh, the Marilyn of this movie. And <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> I've been saying it nonstop. But he, they're like, well, Grandpa can do it. You know, Grandpa's the best ale guy in the entire, <laughs> in the entire world. He's the best. <laughs> over and over and over again. And the guy just sells it. He sells it so fucking hard. Glenn, what did you think about the dad in this flick? Brilliant. That's what I think he makes the whole family. I mean, the family was great, but I mean, yeah. And yeah, this there's there's a part of me that uh, that that when he's saying, you know, he's the best. And in my mind, I'm picturing the montage from uh, Karate Kid. My mind goes there, but it was actually really funny. 
that, that portrayal, every time he comes on screen, he hams it up so fucking hard that it's impossible not to just fucking die laughing at this thing. Scott, what did you, what was the best part of this flick for you? Oh, it's, it's that it's John. That's Jonathan Morgan and Jonathan Morgan. Um, if you looked at interviews and like saw some of the stuff, cause he's been, he was a actor and a director in various forms when he was working, he always loved comedy and he always prized comedy. So if you gave, so he did like a Hercules movie and it was very, uh, it was a very, very comedic one. He used to do these movies with Stephen St. Croix where it was a takeoff on like Abbott and Costello and Laurel and Hardy films. So he would always do different something. And he overdoes it so much in this movie. I mean, there's this sequence where the uh, Marilyn Burns character, which I think is Tabitha Stevens in this one, uh, where she's, oh, I'll go get the sheriff, he says. And and he's, he's he's constantly scrunching his face up and like, you know, making little claws with his hands. And... She's hanging out there and she's got like all these tiltos around and she just kind of starts to relax and starts to, you know, pleasure herself with one of them. And uh, he comes back. He says, what? Oh, good. You're calming down. (laughs) That's because that's because she was all stressed out because Pussyface was chasing after her and all this stuff. And he goes, girl, girl, why don't you sit on down and why don't you take this thing and why don't you pleasure yourself with it? Let me take these bridges off of you. You will calm you right down. Oh, yeah. Let me see this. Oh, this looks good. Yeah, yeah. She's she's like going, I've had a hard day. And she's <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the best lines. And he's like, Oh yeah, just don't no, feel good. <laughs> now you hush, darling, you just hush. Grandpa, here's the best butt fucker there ever was. Why he's the best analyzer I've ever seen. As a matter of fact, Grandpa here could use one stroke and open up a woman's asshole. Yep, as a matter of fact, I can grandpa do sixty women in five minutes. He, yeah, he really sold that. I mean, a lot of people are good in this movie. I also love, I actually really think that if you can't cast Ron Jeremy as Franklin, just don't bother to make a parody. I think yeah. that that was like perfect casting. And I think he was actually really good. At one point, he actually takes off a, a picture of him and Gunnar Hansen and comments on it. <laughs> yeah, that was so awesome. Because, of course, they had met like at a convention or something. He's like, oh, no, yeah, my friend Gunnar Hansen. Uh, he's fine. He's an actor now. I, I wound up in this chair. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, the comedy is really good. This film is really unpolished. I mean, it's. I mean, and part of that is trying to imitate uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is very, very unpolished. But also, part of it is trying to imitate Texas Chainsaw Massacre on shitty video stock. Oh, <laughs> you know? really shitty video stock. Really shitty video stock. Really bad sound in a lot of it, where you can tell that they just couldn't like mic that van, for instance. So like it's well, let's very. Let's talk about that van, Scott. Let's talk about that van, which the entire sequence where they're supposed to be traveling down the road, they're clearly parked. Yeah, <laughs> they're <laughs> the clearly parked. Time. They're they're just really hoping that you're not paying attention to the van. <laughs> they really are really just kind of pinning all their hopes and dreams on that, and that you'll be actually like focusing on the sex scene that happens which is also absurd because this guy's fiance, fiance yeah. 
Uh, and God, okay, which one was that? I'm trying to now figure out which actress that was. I have to look that up. But um, I don't think it's essential. I don't think it's essential. Anywho, but anyway, but I'm like, I got well, you know, she she put in a day's work. You know, let's give her some credit. Okay, candy <laughs> apples. <laughs> anyway. She knows she's listening to this podcast. <laughs> so, so she got candy apples there. You know, she starts going off off, off on the uh, hitchhiker played by <laughs> yes. Dave Harvard, and and uh, Ron Jeremy starts like beating off, and he's and. The guy like starts yelling, "Hey, that's my fiance that you're jerking off to." Well, would you mind if I jumped in? Oh yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> like, wait, what is clearly a greater stepping over the boundaries than the other? <laughs> oh man! I mean, it's it has like, and that's the kind of thing you get in this movie. It's so goofy. There's a sequence where this like, well, no one actually dies in this movie, which is nice. No one actually dies. They get turned into like, you know, sex crazed demons, but they don't die. And, Which was one um, of the weirdest sequences of this film is uh, the, you know, Marilyn's escaping and she runs into like this park filled with people just masturbating. It's like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, it's, I don't know. There's something weird in this movie where if you notice, like all it takes is for someone to see or like someone could just like brush up against somebody and suddenly that other person is just insatiable they have to have sex right now which is of Pretty course sure that's how that works <laughs> <laughs> it does for me it does for Not me Glenn. but it's like you know and, and so like that's like this thing where they all get turned into these sex teams they get this one sex demon at one point and she's doing this weird voice like Arr! like all during it and, and thank god he did cut out the actual scene because you'd have heard her do that voice the entire scene like Arr! She sounds like a cross between animal and that voice that Trey Parker gave to the 600 pound woman in Orgasmo. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you're going to make me come. Like that. <laughs> and so, yeah, that one. Yeah. And this is like, um, it's very explicit. Here's the thing is that if you saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you could feel like the dirt and the mold. This one, you can kind of feel all the fluids. <laughs> it's that kind of griminess to this uh, movie. I didn't feel this was gr- this movie, but it's, was- but it's funny. It's and, and and it captures kind of, or at least tries to capture the spirit of it with very very limited uh, resources. Yeah. And what works for this movie is that this was done in like ninety seven or ninety eight when when as I mentioned they weren't making a ton of these anymore and the whole industry was in this weird kind of decline like do we need to try anymore because internet's happening now like is it changing and this movie tries in an era where trying really wasn't in vogue for the moment so that get, so it gets some props from me there it'll get props from Derek because there's a shitty dummy in it. Oh, I was just about to say that part of the movie, man. (laughs) I'm glad the the thing they stay true to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is there's a shitty dummy getting hit by a truck at the end of this goddamn movie. At that point, I'm like, this is the greatest fucking movie I've ever seen. (laughs) Not only we got a man screaming about how Grandpa is the greatest anal guy on the face of the planet, we got a shitty dummy getting run over by a truck. Aces in my book. Three hard boners from Derek on, on fucking Texas Dildo Masquerade. No, seriously, that was a great shitty dummy. Um, but <laughs> this is a ton of fun. I really don't know how you have you don't have fun watching this thing. There was a couple cringy moments. If, if you don't mind watching movies where people just took a bunch of dildos and hung them up on walls with <laughs> string, 
uh, then this movie's not going to be for you. Uh, <laughs> well, don't come to my house around Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will not be going to Scott's house around Halloween. Uh, <laughs> but I, I totally recommend this one. Uh, Mark, flaccid or hard, and any final thoughts on this thing? Oh, yeah, they, they had fun. Uh, obviously, the people, because some of these parodies, it's someone who kind of is familiar with the material. It's obvious that the people who made this knew the movie just because of even in the dialogue and the, and the way the scenes are set up and everything. Uh, you know, even though it's on bare minimum budget and most of it's just hanging dildos still, I mean, you still get the freezer scene only instead of her popping out and dying, she pops out and she's extraordinarily horny. You know, you, you get the scene where, where Pussy Faith, he, he, she grabs someone and pulls her in the back room and slams the door. I mean, they had all those fun, iconic moments from uh, one of my all-time favorite of all-time horror films uh, in it. And so you add that with the comedy, and yeah, there's a lot of fun. You just, just cut out <laughs> the extraordinarily long sex scenes, and you actually have a fun movie in here. Oh. I agree totally, Mr. Glenn Bittner. I'm hard on this one. <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nothing about what you said is creepy at all <laughs> no, not at all not at all <laughs> uh scott davis oh fully it's it's really it's really good it's it look it doesn't look the greatest when you watch it today i mean as far as like quality goes but it's funny and it captures the spirit of the original and it's just wacky as all get out and they knew it so yeah it works great it's so ridiculous i love it it had a great opening text crawl where they tried to emulate the john larroquette you know, immortal text crawl of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love it. Love everything about this. But it's not my favorite of the night. Hmm, so we are I going to move on to, to my favorite movie of the night. Driller. the strangest things I've ever seen in my entire life. You're welcome. Um, yes, thank you so much. I've actually had this movie sitting around for a really long time, and I believe one night I was having, because uh, every year I try to have one or two movie nights where I program a bunch of weird-ass shit uh, and project it at my place and have some beer and have some food. 
Um, this year we've done it a couple times, it, but one of the first ones I ever I ever did, it was a toss between the very final movie of the night in which most of the squares had gone away, and it was just a hardcore group of weirdos that were left over. It was between Driller and Wham Bam, Thank You Spaceman, and which are both insanely weird. Like, it, I don't know how these movies were made on Earth. I'm almost convinced they weren't. <laughs> they are some of the weirdest things I've ever seen. And uh, Driller, once you edit out the sex, <laughs> Driller becomes one of the literally most surreal things I've ever seen. And what Driller is about, it's about a couple that goes to see a pop star, not unlike Michael Jackson. It's like bootleg Michael Jackson where they go to this place and he sings a, this venue and he sings a song and they dance around for a long time and the couple decides to go home. Uh, the, the girl lives with it, her mom and the guy wants to get some pussy. So they, they have awkward, weird sex and he leaves. She goes to bed after that and has dreams about a castle where monsters have orgies and extended chore- choreographed dance numbers. That goes on forever. And then she wakes up to the pop star slash werewolf with a driller dick. Yes. Let me say that (laughs) again. Werewolf with a driller dick at her front door. That dances. (laughs) That dances a lot. So driller is supposed to be a send up of Michael Jackson's thriller. Only in the very loosest way possible. It is shot on film so it immediately stands out from every other film that we watch tonight it has the i would say a good 60 percent of this movie are extended dance numbers there once she falls asleep our lead falls asleep there are extended sequences torture like dungeon sequences with a troll that was very much like if i don't know if any of you guys are big massacre films fans but lewis had put out sex android a few years back and these no. sequences reminded me of sex android which is basically a french softcore film <laughs> where uh this guy it's like a, a an anthology film where there's just women that get i don't even know how to describe it it's like a frankenstein dude that basically strips women and tortures them and they dance around and lick each other's blood and that's it. And then there's a werewolf and a, and a Dracula. It's, it's the dumbest thing you'll ever see in your whole life. But anyway, these sequences, for those weirdos out there that have seen Sex Android, you'll know what I mean. These troll sequences in this sex dungeon are just like Sex Android. But the real piece de resistance of Driller... <laughs> Is literally when the pop star comes into the girl's room and turns into the werewolf and uh, I'm going to fuck you, baby. And then he has a dick that spins around in a circle. It's like two feet long. (laughs) 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 And at that point, I'm like, I don't care what happens after this point. I'm I'm dead. I'm laughing. (laughs) Uh, Let me preface this by saying Amanda and I watched this. We may have been under the influence very heavily. <laughs> and I, my mind was just like, it cracked. <laughs> it cracked. This movie was so fucking weird. Mark, what did you think of Driller? 
it is it was truly a surreal experience and the version you had was almost like what 15 or 20 minutes out of a 110 minute movie or something so i mean there's a lot of actual stuff going on that isn't sex including these dance scenes which are impressive what gets me is even for back then i don't want to know how they got around the copyright because in all honesty when he wolfs out just before he whips it out, it's identical. It's identical from the eye, uh, from the the lenses to the the makeup and everything. It's a little bit harder to see because it's on on poor film. But even still, you look at it the way the jet everything is like. I looked at it going, oh, "Did you do a clip from the video?" No, they replicated that outfit like to the T. Especially and that, like, spinning dick, especially spinning well, dick. They nailed the, the spinning yeah. dick completely. Well, yeah, that, that, that's the part that's not in the popular version of the thriller <laughs> video. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's wild. It's 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 almost on par though. It wasn't uh, supposedly there's a harder version of it, but it was on Showtime a lot, just like uh, the Alice in Wonderland softcore film, which is is bizarre as well. Uh, but this is even more bizarre than that. This one just guys dancing in in g-strings and hopping around and fully choreographed numbers. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell is it? <laughs> it, it? You all I could think of the entire time, and, and Manda and I just slack jawed, kept looking back and forth at each <laughs> oh, other, God, and at the TV <laughs> at the TV screen, going, somebody actually made choreographed dance numbers for this fucking movie because the and, vast majority of it is dancing and practiced them and executed them fairly well oh man it's, i would have it, killed to see amanda's reaction to this movie <laughs> oh she, we were laughing really hard glenn what was your reaction to driller for many many years in my life i have sat around beating it off to pornos and wishing 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 that they had more dance numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if I had known this existed, oh man, my orgasms would have been so much more fulfilling that perhaps my life would have gone somewhere different. Um, wow, man, that's, uh, yeah, uh, that's a lot of dancing. <laughs> It's so fucking surreal. This movie with the sex cut out. I'm sure even with the sex, it's still surreal. But with it cut out, it literally is like this stream of consciousness, weird, like morphing, dancing. It's almost like a a performance art piece. The entire thing. Uh, Scott, what I I can't wait to hear. What are your thoughts about this fucking thing? Because this borderlines art. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. And I think that it reminds me of the films of, uh, uh, although it's structured differently, I, it reminds me of the films of uh, that Rince Dream was doing around the time, like Cafe Flesh and yeah. Night Dreams. Yep. Uh, it reminds me of those because it's got that same kind of new wave aesthetic. And it's it, it does seem to be like this. They're not just trying to make a skin flick here. They're trying to actually make some kind of piece of pop art yeah I also agree. do a parody at the same time it was made by uh the producer was not a full-time adult guy but he knew about it and he had actually written for hustler magazine in the 70s and he also was known as one of the most prominent ufologists in the world so he was like an expert on like alien and the 
aliens of the paranormal. And so like that, that got a lot of write-ups for this thing too. He says, okay, well let's, I, I think it would be fun to make one of these movies. And instead of doing that, he says, well, let's see what's popular today. Okay. We're not just going to make a movie. We're actually going to make it a musical. So they had actually like a budget of like a close to like a hundred thousand dollars. I think on this movie, they shot on 35 millimeter film. And instead of just having just the adult people on the set, they had trained dancers and choreographers. Now, in the interview that you can watch on the DVD, he talks about, he says, yeah, and we actually had a lot of people who are now really well known. He said uh, some of the people doing the makeup effects and building some of the little creature like masks and stuff they have to do. Are people who that was a pair of people he says who's gone on to write a cup write a few horror films and actually become pretty successful. And he says our cinematographer won an Oscar, but none of them used their either kept their name. They all kept their names completely out of the credits, or they chose you know your, the standard nom de plumes that you're going to use in the industry. Right. A because it's an adult film, and B also because. They were in unions. Mm-hmm, the guilds. Yeah. They were like, if somebody, the cinematographer's guild ever got news of it, oh, he would have never been up for that Oscar. He would have never had the chance. And to this guy's credit, he does not say who these people were. So he could be full of it, but I like to think that he's not because this thing looks so well put together. Now, I will say this it's surreal and it's weird and stuff like that. If you watch the a fully explicit version, the idea that these people aren't full time adult people who did the movie. It shows. It's not really well shot, the actual scenes themselves, I don't think. It's directed by a woman, that's something. I think it works like for the first half of it. Well it, I mean I think that after the after the transformation scene and then once you get past the mutated hunchback that sounds like Peter Laurie, I think yeah. that then you're kinda then it kinda gets a bit repetitive. Oh man, that's where I think it really picks up. That's oh no! For me, for me, it's the transformation scene, and it's that whole sequence there. That's hilarious to me. I, 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 I knew immediately I was going to pick this one tonight. I knew it. That was the first one. I said that this one has to happen, and uh, I, I loved that sequence because with the drilling thing and everything like that. And I will say this: first of all, let me just talk about how great Derek Carey's edits are for these movies. He would actually like put in transitional wipes and everything. He like he's a professional editor. Till the bitter end, he is not going to half-ass it. <laughs> he did a good job. But you do miss out on one of my favorite lines is that when the the pop star comes into her bedroom, transforms into the werewolf, ravages her, and has a thing. It has it shows the, the tail jerking up and down, and she laments, oh, and I'm the president of your fan club, too. <laughs> I love that line. It's my favorite line of the movie. <laughs> Man, there's there was a couple of things that unfortunately had to hit the the cutting room floor. It, it was evident, you know, the way they shot the actual adult scenes. Um, in the explicit version, though, the opening, the, the the first sex scene is rather hilarious between the two fifties throwback couple because she's just continuously going, "Hurry up, come on, geez, aren't you dying?" <laughs> There's, there's like no. Wait, no, you mean women don't usually say that? <laughs> just, but the thing is, the scene there is absolutely no sensuality. No, it is, it is like you watch that and you just go, "This is hilarious." <laughs> it's more hilarious than anything that's supposed to be sexy, you know. Yeah. And it's just, it's wild. I personally 
five. I don't ever want to see the explicit version of this because, <laughs> because the one I sent this you was movie, the, the one I sent you, I thought was the I think is the explicit version. Oh yeah, I have two copies of it. I have one. I already had a copy of it, but for some reason, Premiere wasn't taken to the codec that it was encoded in. It was actually a better version that mm. looked it looked like a million bucks, but for some reason, it was just maybe it was the new version of Premiere. Just like the codec wasn't jiving with it, so all Aww. the sync was off and all this. And I just said, "Ah, fuck it," um, because it actually is a, a rather. It's still four by three, but it is actually a pretty decent looking movie. But beyond you know the technical aspects of, it was obvious that this wasn't made by a bunch of schlubs looking to make a rub flick. The the comedy, the the orchestration of this thing, it just like. It didn't compromise at any point to just giving up. It was going full bore <laughs> the whole way through. And where you said, because it, it turns from being like this pretty straightforward, like thriller style send up where, you know, you have the whole zombie dance routine. You have the werewolf to once it hits that dungeon netherworld. It's like all bets are off. Oh, I've, yeah. I, it's just seriously, I had no idea where it was going. I didn't want to know it, where, where it was going. There's no way I could have predicted where it was going. Well, dear, the, you see, where it usually goes in a movie like this is people are having sex. <laughs> but I loved, I loved every second of it. It was so stupid. It was so ridiculous. It was so weird. The fact that somebody put money behind this and made this and this is in existence... I'm so thankful for <laughs> because sometimes we just need weird shit in this world. And Driller is like one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever seen, especially in this version. Uh, when all is said and done, Glenn, what do you, where do you come out on this thing? Uh, I mean, did you enjoy this at all? Well, the actual thing that, 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 popped in my head when I was watching this is, is forgetting the whole fact that it's it's a, a porn parody. It felt very almost like Bollywood did a Michael Jackson riff. Yes. Is what it feels like. It just feels super oh, Bollywood yeah. to me is, is what it was. And in that respect, I enjoyed it because I have a little little thing with, with Bollywood films where it's like, it'll be any movie. It can be, they can be doing Schindler's fucking list and they would put a dance number in there where you'd have a bunch of Nazis come out and start dancing around, you know, and, you know, as they're like throwing bodies into furnaces. And that's just what Bollywood does. And I get a kind of a kick out of the fact that they would just throw a dance number anywhere. Yeah. And yeah. If, if anyone's going to have a spinning dick, it'd be a Bollywood movie. It'd be a Bollywood, a Bollywood porno would have a spinning dick. <laughs> so does that mean you're giving this a full hard? Yeah, I think so. Oh, good for you, Scott. Oh yeah, it's a fully hard. It's 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 just it's funny, it's weird, and it has that great early eighties like new wave vibe that I really like. So uh yeah. And I and for people who want like their weird movies like porn periods, like like something out off kilter or like those films of Rinse Dream, yeah, look it up. It's really good. 100% those kind of movies. I totally agree with you. Uh, Mark the Movie Man. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's straight up. Um, it was wild, weird. You know, there's not many films out there like this that just go all in 
you know, and you could tell they went all in. They weren't going to half-ass anything in this. And the random music dance scenes did remind me a bit of Bollywood. I mean, Bollywood will even work a dance scene into a horror film. Just watch Hiss. And oh, Jesus. It, 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 there's one in there. I didn't think there would be when I watched that one. And then I'm like, oh, this is a Bollywood film. Where's the dance? Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> and this one has multiple ones. So just when you think you're done, just when you think, okay, all right. Oh, another one. Wow, those guys are really good. <laughs> <laughs> so full boners all around, right? Yeah. There's a lot of talent in this film, actually. <laughs> There's a lot of talent. That's just like I know I know a dude that's always like, uh, I'm going to the bar and checking out the local talent tonight. <laughs> There's a lot of talent in here. Um, no, but I, I totally understand where you're going with this. This was made by people that obviously don't do this Yeah, for, for a profession. So I agree. This is, of all of these episodes, this is the shining movie so far <laughs> for me is Driller. It's for weirdo, surreal movie fans. Driller is 100% 14 boners straight on up. Twirling, drilling boners. Straight on up. So. They dance and sing. <laughs> yep. And so let's go ahead and let's finish this episode out quickly by concluding our Edward Penis Hands journey with Edward Penis Hands III. My name is Edward. I'm a little older now, but wiser nonetheless. Maybe you remember me. I was famous once when I was young. These were my fame. Yes. A little older. Shriveled. Once. Very, very long time ago. They were objects of beauty. Women could not resist them. There were other stories made about my life. And because this was Scott Davis's episode, <laughs> Scott, I'm going to leave it to you to tell the story of our final chapter of Edward Penis Hands. Well, it's called Edward Penis Hands 3, The Next Generation, but I don't know why. <laughs> it's no not, reason. No reason. No reason. And it's uh, it briefly recounts the events of the first two movies, but for the most part, the whole film is narrated by Mr. Fred J. Lincoln yep. as an older, more grizzled, and kind of scummy yes. <laughs> Edward whose penis hands are now all shriveled. Oh, man. Why do you do this? <laughs> and uh, he's basically spends the movie ruminating on like how like after he was no longer famous or anything like that about the various, you know, women that he has loved and lost over the years. And you know the film's an afterthought i think in the whole series i mean not that they were really tr any of them were really trying to make something astonishing or anything like that or something really ambitious 
But I mean, like you saw some cleverness with the early ones. This one is just basically a clip show. Yep. A couple of the scenes have Edward in them. And the other ones, even though I don't have any proof that they were, they look like they could have just been lifted out of completely different movies. Totally. Um, I, I think I really think that's why when we watch this thing, it is mostly Fred Lincoln just being demented Fred Lincoln. He's more creepy than fucking anything in this. Yeah, movie. he's really like he's and he just starts talking and he starts talking about the women that he will never, ever see again. He's doing this weird voice, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it has a little bit of charm because it's still him, and it's it's Fred Lincoln. You know, I have a love hate thing with Fred Lincoln. There's sometimes where I'm like, you just want to like just wanted to flip him off, and then there's some where you know I thought like he did a good job, and this one's kind of in between, and the editing is bad. It's just kind of the whole thing just seems like a cash grab afterthought. I will say it's nice to see. Madison show up once again as one of the girls at the end because she's my favorite star in the industry of all time. But yeah, this is definitely like the Major League Three, Back to the Miners, the Smokey <laughs> and the Bandit Three, <laughs> the <laughs> the Critters Three. This is the really uh, the smaller, we don't really care version to ri- round out. The, the series yeah there's nothing to this thing mark are you sad that you didn't pick edward penis hands three for third times a charm this this year on the spoiler room <laughs> no no <laughs> i'm not let me tell you something about almost all these films uh we found two of them entertaining you know almost three entertaining for the most part watching them at a speed and a half or two speed this one even for a clip show there's nothing to it there's nothing going on even because it's an anthology clip show it's mostly just fred lincoln setting up the next scene very horribly might i add and then because all it is is a sex scene sometimes it's just edward penis hands looking in a window and then we see two people kissing and then it edits right back to fred lincoln (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's just like it there's it makes no sense there's no story whatsoever in this thing no and i actually while watching it at one and a half speed had to check to make sure do i have this in fast forward <laughs> because the way he delivered his stuff was so slow i'm like sitting here going what you had extra footage that you wanted to use in the original two but couldn't so you just decided to throw it into this one yeah, you had Fred Lincoln hired for maybe a couple hours shoot. You tossed him in a prosthetic hands. Uh, you you filmed him while you you weren't doing takes. So there's like a gag reel at the end for the credits, which probably is more creepy part. than anything. Yeah, but still probably the best part. <laughs> Fred, I have a problem with. I have an issue with Fred because Fred, God God rest his soul, but. He was in one of our favorite movies, right? Last House on the Left. I think we all kind of like that one, being horror fans. Uh, I like his performance in it. I'm not a big fan of Last House on the Left. Oh, I love. I like Last House on the Left. He is always like trash that movie, and he's always said, "Oh, I'm so d- regretful. I did that movie." He did movies a lot worse than that, and so I never really quite understood that about Fred Lincoln. I know that that's kind of like not related to this movie. It was the so, violence. That's why I've, I've heard an interview with him. I believe, on, but he did, uh, but he's done a report, 
Yeah, I know. I heard that too. But he did adult films that were more violent and where you were supposed to actually, unlike this movie, unlike Last House, you were supposed to get off on the violence. Right. And he was the one perpetrating the violence. He's done that. I mean, expensive taste. I think he was in that one. My God, it was and – and you watch that and you're just like, ugh. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, not something a nice person does. And then, and then he actually went on and did – one of his last movies was called The Last Whorehouse on the Left where he, he basically did the same thing he does in this movie and turns it into a clip show. Yeah. And it was kind of the same thing. It's uh, – it was it was really disappointing. Although I liked seeing Madison, let's just say that. Well, it's, but it's for a very brief amount of time. She's much better in other movies. I will say this: she's also a very talented actress. She's very funny. She's a very talented uh, tattoo artist, and she is retired and happy in Belize and doing fantastically. Thank you very much, <laughs> Glenn. Did you think it was possible? that they could make a worse movie than Edward Penis Hands 2, because I remember last episode, you did not like that movie at all. Um, no, but <laughs> this is just some lazy hack Puppet Master 10 horseshit. Uh, <laughs> I, don't even know, I can't even keep track of which ones were which, but yeah, just let's just throw together some shit that you've already seen with uh, about eight seconds of new footage. I mean, seriously, it's like, fuck you for, for even making me have to devote even the time to look at the title of this. <laughs> we had to do this for science. Yes, I know. Oh, I, I'm not saying fuck you as in fuck you, <laughs> fuck you to the people who made this for the fact that anyone had to waste their time just looking at the title. Yeah, go, this oh, is. Edward Penis Hands 3. All right, that's my life is ruined. Well, is unfortunately for what we're doing this episode on, uh, there's just not enough there for us to even. No. We thought, you know, we complained about stream Scream Triple X falling apart once you took the sex out of it. There's nothing here after you take the sex out of it. So this is nothing but a stroke flick. Let me and tell you, even when you even when you have it in there, because I've seen it with it in there, it's not that impressive. The only funny bit. Which you did leave into the, which Derek, for the record, did leave into the edits, is that when he is in this one, when he is approaching climax, uh, is it the eighteen twelve overture that starts yes, playing? Yeah. Yes. Eighteen twelve overture starts playing, and as he's jizzing from his penis hands again, damn it for making me say this. <laughs> his what, eyes, where is he? Where is he jizzing from, Scott? His, his penis hands and his uh and. His eyes cross and smoke comes out of his ears. Yeah, <laughs> the only part worth watching of this. It really is. The, it really is the best. Uh, yeah, that not not the, not the gag reel. That is probably the best part, and those are probably the only two good parts. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the gag reel just makes Fred Lincoln look like he's strung out on cocaine. And it just it's no not funny. It, it, it all it just. This was this was a total. This is as limp as it gets. This is a total waste of time, Glenn. Waste of time is wasting too much time saying it's a waste of time. Scott Davis. Oh, it's soft. It's the worst film of the night. It's um. It like you said, we were obligated to do it, and of course, I would have watched it just out of curiosity because of the first two, which and I think the first one's great, and the second one has its moments. This one, 
No, I mean, it's a cash grab. It's a clip show. It was exactly the kind of lazy stuff that I have always hated seeing in movies of any kind, including adult films. I don't care if you're working on a budget of $50 million or $500. You don't just put something this slapdash together. Uh, so, nope. Aside from this, the 1812 Overture in Madison, it's soft. Okay, Mark the Movie Man. It's flat. It's like... <laughs> did you take a rolling pin to it? How do you get a flat deck? I did to try to forget well, this film. and it he, was, he, he started getting into these movies and he just took the rolling pin and just started whacking it. <laughs> with the thing. Uh, like, I, I, he's, it, Mark's yeah. been... I didn't watch this, Mommy. I didn't watch this, Mommy. This week, <laughs> it's, it's 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 horrible. This this is so flat and so flaccid and and just it's bad. It's a clip show. I'm like, why? What? Why? Just <sighs> why, why did you put it even out? Just just because you're like you're high and you're like sitting there going, dude, I got all this extra footage. That's fun. basically what this is. It has yeah. to be so. Yeah, well, I was, agree. And, and we, can we just say also, even when we show the click, show the clips, there's no setup to the clips. I mean, no. even the ones that Edward is in, it'll be like, oh yes, and then this girl, and it'll go to a scene like, hi Edward, come here, and that's the scene. I mean, it's there's nothing there. There's no originality whatsoever. There's no even thought put into it. Yep. I'm it's sorry. A stroke flick. That's all. That's all it is. It's a straight up stroke flick. And it didn't um, do a good job of that. Yeah. I didn't watch the sex, so maybe the sex was hot. Who knows? But we will never it know. Wasn't. And this is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there was episode three in our horror porn parody uh, annual extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> We will be doing this again next year, and I am going to tell Mr. Mark the Movie Man Why it me? is up to him next year. I don't <laughs> think I, oh, my God. Okay. They have to be horror. <sighs> no bullshit like SpongeBob SquarePants. No Batman parodies. None oh, of that bullshit. Okay. it got to be horror porn parodies, Mark. The yeah, movie. I know. I'll help if you need it. <laughs> you can... You you can have it like we did with Edward Penis Hands going forward. If you can find a funny punny movie that has multiple movies to it for our, for our, you know wild card at the end, sure. I'll give that to you. That can be whatever you want it to be. Oh, okay, all right. Well, but everything I'm, else has to be horror. I'll get my hip waders on and rubber gloves and venture on to the deep. <laughs> Well, you only you have one year to do it, so okay. you don't have to do it all, all of a sudden tonight. You don't got to okay. give me a whole list because I'm not going to look at the motherfuckers for about eleven months. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Next year will be Mark the Movie Man's year. We don't know what kind of debaucherous bullshit he's going to pull out of his bag because I have a feeling he's not letting us know about certain aspects of his film viewing history. <laughs> And I have a feeling we're going to be getting some deep cuts here, folks. So wait until next year. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to be doing our ghoul summer episode. Oh, geez. We're joining the JFD boys from Junk Food Dinner, joining in on ghoul summer. 
by doing the movies that you, the Facebook group listeners, decided we needed to watch, which are the Traces of Death movies. I already feel a part of my heart turning black like stone. I am not looking forward to this. So Mark the Movie Man and I next week are going to do Traces of Death 1 through 3. And then maybe in a week or two, because I haven't done an Astro Radio Z Uncensored in almost two months. Maybe we'll do for Ghoul Summer Extended Part 4 and 5. Oh, that's what we'll do. So let's let's end the episode to, and go to the section where my guests shamelessly show the fuck out of you. Mr. Mark, the movie man, go first. Specialmarkproductions.com for all your movie man needs. Uh, I've been tailoring it just a little bit, but you can find links to my latest reviews. Uh, Spoiler Room podcast episode. This month we're doing Westerns and as well as a few other things that I work on. It's the good launching pad. Otherwise, I'm on the YouTube Special Mark P-R-O-D or on the Twitters at Special Mark Pro. Scott Davis. You can catch me at Movieocrity.com. Uh, eventually, I'll get around to uh, re- updating it. I don't know. Don't pressure me. Uh, aside from that, you can catch the old episodes of the um, Movieocrity uh Web web show. Ah, God. Sorry. I had too many drinks tonight. Uh, the web series with Movieocrity, which is on Vimeo.com slash channel slash Movieocrity. Thank oh. you for listening, folks. Thank you, I guess, for making these horror porn parody episodes the most listened to shows of my podcast. <laughs> it makes me cry inside. <laughs> There are episodes I actually put a lot of work into, and all you want to hear is me talk about fucking pornos, you fucks. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. Next week, Ghoul Summer starts. So until then, go rub one out or something. I don't know. I'm out of here. Bye. You can find Astro Radio Z on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, YouTube, and anywhere podcasts are found. Please, help us by subscribing, rating the show, and giving us a review. It helps us get the show out to more listeners. Also, if you would like to hear more of the show and be a more active participant, join the Astro Radio Z Facebook group and page, and join the Patreon. For only $1 a month, you get bonus episodes. Thank you for listening. See you next week, Astro Zombies. This feels inside.
Hasselhoff taking a shit was great. <laughs>